Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Brian here. Did you miss us live last time? Well, we're going to be live again on June 14th at 8 p.m. in Astoria, Queens at the Astor Room as a part of Michael Mott and Friends. It's going to be awesome. If you come, you can be part of the studio audience for a live taping of Michael Mott's new pop album. Hashtag friend of the show. There'll be live performances and interviews and game playing, of course, with Lauren Allred, Crystal Monet Hall, Natalie Weiss, and Jenna Ushkowitz. No cover, $10 minimum, and if you want to reserve a spot, please email us at broadwasted at gmail.com. Again, Wednesday, June 14th, the Astor Room, Astoria, Queens. See you there. And now, Broadwasted. Hello and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host Brian Plofsky and it might as well rain until September, but I'm not walking in the rain. <laughs> Happy days are here again, so take good care of my baby who put it who put the bop in the bop a bop a bop. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's English. Yeah, who put the bop parentheses in the bop and bop and bop. Hey, will you love me tomorrow on Broadway? I mean, you've lost that love and feeling, and it's too late, but I can feel the earth move because you've got a friend on this fine, one fine day, some kind of wonderful, pleasant Dolly Sunday up on the roof. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. That was one sentence. <laughs> was. Wow. It even had a hyphen in it <laughs> to make it work grammatically. Yes. Um, joining us today are the usual bebop alulin natural mm. woman, women, 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 including Kevin Beautiful Chains Jager. Oh, I like that. That was good. Thanks. I Combo platter that. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Combo platter. <laughs> You're welcome. Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. I have good games today. Yeah? I'm going to say that. Do now. you usually have bad games? Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with us today is a guest currently making his Broadway debut, right? Yeah. In Beautiful. Uh, you may Ooh. have seen him in Heather's The Musical. Oh, so good. Or the movie Fourth Man Out. Fun fact, he was a producer on the Spring Awakening revival. What? What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, hey, Mr. Producer. And, and Fourth Man Out and Heather's. Oh, I didn't realize on those two as well. Well, those were my first ones, and then um, this was the first thing that I was just really moved by and wanted to get involved in, even though I wasn't an actor in it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's give a big, broad waste of welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Sorry, drinking. You're always drinking. Yeah, on brand. Yeah, on brand. It works. Evan Todd. Evan Todd. Hello. (coughs) Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Let's just, well, you can follow Evan on all social media at Evan Todd here, at Evan Todd here. That's on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah, I really like Instagram. Twitter, I'm still figuring out. We also have uh, Evan's friend, Jay Michael here. Hello. Just... He'll be, I, just in case he like says something later, I don't want it to be like, oh shit, no! what's that? I'm just hiding in the corner drinking. <laughs> that sounds great. Just waiting for my moment. There's always <laughs> at least three people in the corner drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little did you know, every little episode. Yeah. Party demons. Like every understudy ever. <laughs> <laughs> just quietly waiting. Yeah. So Jay's a comedy writer. Um, and he's judging us from the corner. He'll be punching up our jokes all night. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me some material before. This. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Perfect. If I say anything funny, it's really him. Yeah. Perfect. But I want to just start out with what we usually start out with. Uh, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking beer. Great, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> beer, I think a, like in a cartoon. No, I think it's a Brooklyn lager. It is. I'm drinking the same thing, and I poured it, so I know that's what it is. Sweet. That's what we're having. Great. 
I'm drinking a vodka soda, but it's like, well, it's some sort of flavored lemony Wine. vodka. It's very nice. Oh, that's the soda. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm wasting <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of water. It's key, key lime flavored sparkling it's water. It's absolutely, yeah. In fact, that's all you're drinking that's now. Oh, it's oh, interesting. You know, that's pretty good, though. It's yeah. a, a little sweet. Jay, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the vodka soda with the key lime juice. Yeah. Seltzer. It's fancy. <laughs> He's a comedy writer. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, you and my mother. <laughs> um, oh, I am drinking some Josh Chardonnay ooh. because my Aunt Lee doesn't get enough shout outs on this podcast, and this is what she always buys me at the beach. Hi, and Lee. I want it to feel like summertime. Aw, what's her aunt? What's your aunt's name? Lee. Aunt Lee? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Aunt Lee. Thanks, Aunt Lee. Sounds like an adverb. Aunt Lee. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Literally the worst. Anyway, so let's just let's just start with what we always start out with. And uh, what have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? What have you seen? Mm. Have um, you, do you see anything? I do. I'm lucky. We have Wednesday night off. So I saw the midnight showing of Doll's House 2. Oh. I heard that that happened. Uh, it was... I saw it too this week. Were you there? Were you I was not the oh, midnight okay. showing, but I did see it. I have actually... I, this is my second time seeing it, and I can't remember the last Broadway show I've seen twice. I loved it. Laurie Metcalf is a genius. Mm-hmm. I've heard such good things. Oh, it's so good. It's so smart. Um, I was sitting next to the playwright, and I felt all this like pressure for a second. Yeah. And I was like, no, I actually like this play. This is my second time seeing it. I would like, laugh loud or be like, that, that was really smart. But, yeah, um, it is. Good line. Yeah, like, yeah, bump, bump Why, what are we writing next, huh? <laughs> I literally <laughs> sat next to a girl who said to her friend, So do I have to have seen like part one to know what happens in this? And her friend goes, no, all you need to know is that at the end, she walked out the door and left them all behind. And the girl goes, so is that like the same door? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know which one I want to watch the show. Yeah. But it's going to be awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> the show is kind of amazing. You don't really need to know. You don't really need to know Doll's House 1 very well in order to, to get the doll's house too. All you need to know is like she left her family mm, and right. that was bad or hard or that? difficult or a Scandinavian big deal. Yeah. Scandinavian big deal. Right. So you're okay. obviously two thumbs up. Yeah, two. What if someone did a doll's get... house in IKEA? I don't know why that image popped into my mind. At the like with Swedish meatballs, they're just eating. No, meatballs like where all they time. have all the rooms set up, <laughs> and they just like keep slamming doors on all the fake rooms. Let's do I it. love this. Oh. But okay. it's like a found immers- space. Yeah, like immersive yeah. theater, yeah. like the new Sweeney Todd, but just do yeah, it and I just yes. do an idea. I think it's a great idea. I had a dream the other day, and everyone can get like an end table at the end if you remember that you need one. Like it's a perfect plan. Do you get it with the price of the ticket? So like you pay for the the meat pie at Sweeney's Odd and you yeah pay no, for like you but you can oh. just pick like through like an assortment of things like you might need an ottoman or like a, you might eat like ottoman? a throw rug I don't know no oh, need, need one Oof. I think you pay for the ticket when you're leaving and it's way more money than you intended to spend. <laughs> <laughs> you should be our producer <laughs> we should make this happen yeah <laughs> oh I love that um, okay. <laughs> oh I had a dream the other night no but I had this awesome dream that I want to see, because it was after a night of drinking at Glass House, as all good dreams come from. Mm-hmm. And That makes sense. Yeah. So I had a dream that I was, like, sitting at the bar with my friends, and then all of a sudden, like, this guy, like, sidles up to the bar to order a shot, and he has a mic on, and... You, what you miss in the podcast is that um, Kimberly popped her shoulder yeah. as she leaned down to order her drink from so the just bar. Just to, like, be the guy that's like, I'm, I'm part of the action, but I'm pretending to be part of the audience. You know, like when you're sitting in the audience yeah. and someone has a mic mm-hmm. on, you're like, I understand that you're about to be in the show. Mm-hmm. Please right. stop pretending. Right. Um, so, and then I look around and it's like, all of these people have mics on and are very glittery. And then this like epic rock musical starts just like out of nowhere in the bar. And me and my friend Emily had the best time, again, in my dream. And then this guy came around and gave everyone these glitter temporary tattoos that said, don't fall and then Whoa. I know it's like an episode and of then leftovers. they just did two songs and then they all left it's the best show ever like, right <laughs> and then the like or an well, acid like the trip. lead was kind of like walking around afterwards like cleaning up like the props and stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> and a contract just goes. he was also the company manager and like 
And then the bartender is like, guys, can you just like pay me $5 for like not kicking you out because I didn't know you were coming? So they had like walked in and like unplugged the DJ booth, like plugged all of their mics in because that's how mics work in my dream. So it was like a pop-up show? It was like a pop-up rock musical that they were like trying to like drum up business to go see their rock musical. But in my dream, I like I woke up from this dream, texted my friend Emily, and was just like, "We need to do this and write this." Um, anybody else say anything? Uh, you, you and I saw beautiful. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> 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 No, we saw beautiful. We did. We, I actually feel it's actually memorable. That was because we talked about it before we started, which is why I forgot. Excuses. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite part about beautiful was I feel like I got to see two shows because from our experience in the orchestra, I got to see the amazing show going on on stage that Evan is a part of. Like, yeah, it was amazing, and it was a night that there were a lot of swings on. Um, oh yeah, no, including uh, my friend Kimber Sprawl. What? Yeah, and um, it was awesome just to see like a show like that kind of seamlessly move. Even though we knew like from the board there were like twelve people <laughs> swinging on. There was the, yeah, it was one night that literally I was like, are all the swings on? And they're like, no, there's one swing, there's one understudy that didn't go on. I was like, who would have had to be out? And they're like. You. <laughs> <laughs> right, got it. <laughs> but I will say um, that you always, that was Kevin and I first time seeing it. Yes. And it's been on for a while now. And we were really pleasantly surprised by how clean it was. Because I feel like after a while for certain shows that you see, you could tell that it's tired in places. Mm-hmm. But all of Beautiful was very clean and very crisp. And it, there was so much energy to it. So, like, that's always appreciated. Oh, that's really nice to hear. I mean, I, I agree with you because I got to watch it a lot in the first two weeks of rehearsal. I only joined the show two and a half months ago. Uh-huh. My first show was March 7th. I mean, Abby Mueller was amazing. Like, everybody in the show was amazing. Jessica was great. But our se- our favorite part was the second part of the show, which was Wait, the it's audience. Abby it's Abby yeah. Mueller. I yeah. saw her on tour. She was incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, we started together. Um, well, for this production, we took over at the same time. She's amazing. She was amazing. She okay. really is, you guys. Super fierce. And my mom would just like to, for me to tell you, they saw it, this is not a joke, I saw it on Thursday, and they got jealous, so they bought tickets for Friday night. <laughs> oh, nice. And, um, it's a mom musical. Like, it is the best oh, mom musical. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And she said, she having grown up on Long Island and all that stuff, um, she said, and she said that you're, um, you're like Brooklyn Queens like accent. She loved it. Oh, good. Oh man, <laughs> that is the thing I'm most worried about. She loved it. Okay, good. She thought you, she thought you were great. Oh yes. She also knew you were coming on the podcast, so she may have just said that. But <laughs> okay, don't take, don't take away. Don't no, take away. she would have told me like, oh, you're having him on the podcast, but she didn't do that. That's oh, true. That's Jill would have nice. said. She oh, would have been straight up. What's her name? Jill Plofsky. Oh, Miss Jill. Thank you, Miss Jill. <laughs> She's gonna love that. Oh yeah, I get but it. um, so it was amazing because Carol King has incredible array of amazing music but every time a new song would start it was as if like the entire audience thought that that one was not going to be done (laughs) or Or they forgot they were at a Carole King musical yeah Yeah. it's like they erupt as if it's like someone told them oh no it's your birthday (laughs) people get like (gasps) and then there's this woman who sat in front of us who literally when every new song started she was sitting next to like probably like 25 year old meathead son and every time a new song would start, she would smack him in the chest and then start crying <laughs> and then loudly whispering where she was when she heard that song. Oh, and so you like, see, I, that was my mom and me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you oh, yeah. were there that night. <laughs> <laughs> this meathead over here. I have not seen, I get, she's, my mom constantly is like, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But I did see Jersey Boys with her and it was like, it was like, I not see a musical that has anything to do with songs you know. I think she thought it was, she was at a concert. She was so Well, that's what it was. Yes. A lot like, of sing. I'm like, this is not interactive. No. <laughs> my aunt, oh, God. My aunts so much. They're these, my mom's an Italian Catholic from Philly. Like sounds like this, yes. and she's the best. And my aunts are equally as cool. And they genuinely were like, "So can we sing along?" <laughs> like I was like, "No." <laughs> I mean, you well, can't. They don't know. tell most of the people in the theater. In our section, it was a full sing along. It was a full sing along. Um, they didn't even care if they know the words. Yeah, Kevin and I thought we were when we actually showed up for beautiful karaoke night. We have oh, the rowdiest audiences. We have. Drunk moms, like you yes, wouldn't believe. Because yeah. it's a girls' night. Oh yeah, absolutely. They had rosé. <laughs> so they much rosé. 
we, there was a woman recently. She was the best. At the beginning of the second act, where everyone's like like snapping uh, to chains, she's full on clapping like along. No one's clapping along with her, but she's just clapping along. And then they stop snapping, but she just keeps clapping. Oh, no. And oh, then is she's just living her fullest life. And then you know, a good twenty minutes later, she's passed out in her husband's arms. <laughs> yes. I mean. And then the women behind us like kept passing tissues to each other. And then the two people, and there were two other. There was a husband and wife sitting like just in front of us to the left. And during the like musical numbers, specifically the ones kind of in a concert setting or feel like a concert setting, their phones came out. Oh because, no! But Kevin and I like almost didn't mind it because they felt like they were at a concert. Like it so was, they, it was concert behavior. Sure. But yeah. During the book scenes and the songs that kind of fit into the book sequences mm-hmm. completely engaged there was there was there was no urgency cool. to their phone that's it was just like cool. this casual like oh I like this song like check you know what I mean it was, <laughs> it was so cool. wacky yeah it was it was pretty intense but <coughs> that was one of my favorite experiences just because a lot of times you go to a Broadway theater and you just sit there and people are super quiet and somebody coughs and yeah. like shut up <laughs> and it's like really intense but here it was like everyone was like they all met before we're like so we're singing and we're just gonna have like laugh about stuff I'm telling my son Johnny about when I saw these songs and like and it, it, the whole plot plays into like the girls night atmosphere cause that kind of like the girl kind of like done wrong by the man and then like says like get out and stay out kind of yeah so, it like, wasn't 9 to 5 oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no but like it plays into that kind of idea so like it was very empowering to these women so by the end they're like they are carols. Oh my yeah. God, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's fun to watch. I mean, there's two moments in the show that I really love. And one is when I'm laying on the couch and she starts singing, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Because mm-hmm. you can hear the entire audience have this moment of like, oh, yep. like I remember when, slash, like, oh, they wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end when she comes out as Carol, I mean, she's always Carol King, but when she comes out and people recognize her as like the Carol <laughs> like King tapestry yeah, like, Carol yeah, fully applauding like suddenly it is Carol King <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's the She's same actress it's the same person yeah. they're like oh my god she came it's yeah. like right. her <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, it is one of those shows that, like, for that generation, like, she meant so much to them that they all have a story. Like, mm-hmm. I even told my parents I was heading here to do this recording with you, and my mom's like, I had the Tapestry album before you were a thing. Like, just like, and my dad's like, well, she was really good friends with James Taylor, and I love James Taylor. She wrote a lot of songs for him. And they were, like, one-upping like, each other. Yeah, like, tell me how they know Carol, and it was just like, but, like, that, I mean, that I mean, generation feels so, I mean... It's still based music and we all love it, but like that generation specifically feels There's like, like an emotional attachment. They, just I, like, this is good music. Yeah. Oh, that's really why my good. mother's constantly like, she talks about beautiful all the time, but it's way more than just like the show. Like, she is obsessed with just like that. that whole, yeah, that mystique yeah. of what she yeah. brought to that music at that <coughs> time. I, I, I never hear, I was just going to say, I, um, uh, my mom never really. I didn't really grow up hearing her say like, oh my God, I listened to this person. She always introduced us to music, really cool music. But when I told her about this audition, she was like, oh my God, I saw, I used to go and watch Carol King. Like she would go to her concert. So like <laughs> her home, sit outside, wait for her. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch her Carol. bedroom. Carol. Carol. <laughs> really creepy. That was creepy when I said it. Well, one, Kevin and I had never been to the Sondheim before. Yeah. That was our first time. Oh, really? Yeah. What was there before Beautiful? Uh, Anything Goes, Trip to the Bountiful, Uh, Your in Town was in there. And uh, what was the one with John Stamos? Oh, Bye um, Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie was was there. I mean, like, the theater's beautiful. It's a gorgeous, it's a beautiful theater, man. It is a gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It is gorgeous. It feels like when you do an out-of-town or when you do something like, um... At a theater somewhere else, where yeah. you just like walk in and all the facilities are brand new and it's really. Well, Kevin and I walked. We were like orchestra, and they were like, "Go downstairs." I was like, "Yeah, they're like down two levels," like, and I was like, "What?" Down? I know, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. going yeah. down. Like, oh. <laughs> like we have tickets. We don't work here. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, it's like nice. here's your bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice because you don't. I don't know if it. Well, there's a charm to being in a Broadway house and suddenly a siren goes by. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. It does break whatever's happening. But there's just a charm to be like, yeah, right. Five feet away is New York City. Yeah. But this, because it's under the ground, like you, you really are isolated from everything. Mm-hmm. You're in a completely different world. Um, and then Ooh. one other thing I'll say is that it's definitely one of the best jukebox musicals I've ever seen. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Here I am, like, three years later. Let me tell you about this great show called Beautiful. Well, I saw the tour, and I saw Abby Mueller, and it was amazing. She's so and she was amazing. She's so good. Amazing. And I was just like, 
And I honestly didn't know that Carol King wrote most of the first act song-wise. Oh, yeah. I was like... I was like, she, I was like, she, she well, actually, that's not true. <laughs> 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 Did she not write Win Best Book? Tony no, she, she... So, like, I was one of the people, and, like, amongst all of the ladies in Philadelphia, just going, oh! Really? I didn't know. I didn't know. know What's funny is my aunt totally knew the story. She was like, "Oh yeah, little E, little it's Eva, yeah, little Eva." She's like, "Little Eva was their babysitter." I'm like, "Yeah, that was." She was actually talking about that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, nuts. Yeah, I didn't know any of that, so I was part of the like shocked gasp in the. Sunday matinee audience in Philadelphia. <laughs> and then the woman next that to me... That sounds like a real quiet audience. Kicked her, <laughs> <laughs> the woman next to me kicked her husband out halfway through the first act because his phone kept ringing. Sunday Good matinee. for her. Good his, for her. His phone kept ringing. She just goes, leave, just leave. <laughs> and he went out into the no, hallway. I love her. And like, took his phone out and then came back. And then literally... It was Patty LaPone. She, yeah. <laughs> she did not appreciate it. Get out with your phones. And then he comes back, sits down for not five minutes, and his phone rings again. And she just goes, out. And That's he left awesome. for like the rest of the first act. Uh, we need more people like her. I saw Beautiful for the first time because Jessica Keenan Wynn, I did Heathers with her. Mm-hmm. Right. This was her Broadway debut. And I went and saw it and just thought it was so... Good. I had such a blast. Like she's watching. also phenomenal. She really is. She's super good. She's so good. I love her. She, she can wear the red scrunchie like every day. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's very good. And she's now. a former spelling bee winner. I know. Don't she, we have to bring it up? Oh, did she win? Last year? <laughs> she won the first year. Brian was, like was unable bro. to uphold her winning streak. We raised you a lot of money. You thanks for pulling through. Thank you so much. I appreciate. <laughs> oh, are you on Team Beautiful? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Boy, it was literally. a fun night. Um, next, guys, keep an eye out for it next year. It's a really, really fun night. Heck yeah. Um, up the Broadway. I think I'm getting a little tipsy, so let's dive into the hard stuff, you guys. Yeah. Sure. Yes. What's your favorite musical? Um, it's not because my name is involved in both of them, but Sweeney Todd is my favorite, like, older musical, mm-hmm. and Dear Evan Hansen is my favorite current musical. Okay. But it's a little bit because of your name? A little bit, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. A Just through all eyes, like... Yeah. Also, I really love On the 20th Century, which I didn't oh. get to see when it was, because I was in L.A. I when it was... Yeah. Oh, with mm-hmm. K-Chen? Yeah, I didn't get to see it, sadly. But I do, I just love the music. But you saw it with Madeline Kahn. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> I, did. I may have a playbill from On the 20th Century. That's unbelievable. Kahn. That's so cool. Yeah, I found it at the Broadway... Uh, what's it called? The Broadway... Uh, Blue Market. Market. Blue Market, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. I'd love to hear about your, the, your producer, Bones. Oh, Okay, yeah. What so, a weird way to say it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. No, so this, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it was great. It was, it's been very cool. So I, when I was in college, I was at Juilliard. I obviously like wanted to be an actor, but I started these two programs that became like nonprofits. So one's uh, a program in my hometown called START. We bring Juilliard students to work with like 150 middle and high school students. And then the other program, we bring American artists. Um, I, I co-founded it with Dick Scanlon, who wrote Thoroughly Modern Million. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. He's amazing. Uh, where we bring American artists to work with South African artists and we work with kids with HIV in Johannesburg and they're both fantastic. Like, I, I love them. So, when I was in Heather's, there, one of the producers was this uh, really cool young girl. She's like, hi, I'm, I'm your producer. And this was the first job that I had where it wasn't like with a nonprofit or, or you know, it was like a, clearly a, a commercial venture. She's like, I'm your producer. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, can we get coffee? I want to like know what you do. So she explained her story and who she was, and I wanted, and I met with the other producers, and I was like, break it down for me. Like, how does how does a show make money? Like, what does a producer do? And so they did, and I got really jazzed about it. I was like, okay, so basically what you do is what I'm doing with nonprofits. Like, I'm raising funds for a project. It would be really fun to approach people about an investment opportunity as opposed to like giving money to a mm-hmm. cause. So I wanted to see how, if, if, if I could do that. So they used yeah. Heather's moving to New York as sort of an example, like, all right, these are the deals we're offering people. And I don't think they really told me any of this with thinking that I would like pull through, but um, yeah. Yeah. like, these are the deals we're offering and this is how it works. And like, this is sort of pulling back the curtain for everything. Yeah. And I was in it. So it was like, they were a little <coughs> hesitant to right. explain everything. But yeah. they're like, this, this is the situation. I was like, okay, cool. So I started reaching out to people, and and uh, nothing was really coming through. And, and then there's there was somebody who was interested, and they sent someone. I, I got them to send someone to watch a, a rehearsal, 
and they were going to invest X amount of money, which did not get me anywhere near what I needed to be like a producer. Mm-hmm. And it's like two days before opening. And you have to bring in all of your money before opening. You know, you have to capitalize. Um, so it's two days before opening, and I find and I get the guy to come back and see a preview of it. And he loved it, and he upped what he was going to give, which brought me, like, close to an associate producer credit. Sure. So I reached back out to everybody and was like, hey, I had kept them involved. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this is what's going on. And literally hours before opening, I brought someone on for quite a bit, which gave me, like, producer. That's so crazy. It was awesome and yeah. so cool, which ended up... I then got to sit in on all the marketing meetings and like learn mm-hmm. what was going on behind the scenes. And part of me wanted to just like hit every actor who complains about what the producers are doing and why they're doing it. Cause I'm like, you don't understand. They're just trying so hard to keep the show alive. So yeah. you have a job. Right. So like, yeah, they're asking you to do this marketing thing where you show up on your day off to like sing at a radio state, whatever. Uh, but it was like a, it was it was fascinating. So that was ending. Heather's is awesome, by the way. I love I loved every minute. Get um, the cast album. It's so it's good. So good. Yeah. Check it out. It's, it's, it's good fun. at the gym. It's amazing. That's another they, good did one. A, they did a cycling class at like Soul Cycle. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. I go I go grocery shopping with it in my ears. It's awesome. It's what amazing to buy eggs while you're listening to Dead Girl Walking. Yeah. And then Spring Awakening was the first thing that was moving to Broadway. When did you become involved in that process? So I saw it in LA, mm-hmm. loved it, like walked out, moved. I've seen, I see lots of theater, you guys see lots of theater. Yeah. You know when you see something that you're physically mm-hmm. like moved by? Yes. Yeah. Um, I nip when I see really good theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I really like this. Uh, <laughs> it's very weird. Like, it's very That's strange. the best judgment of good theater. That's how I know, my body tells me. And, I, and so I left and loved it, and I found the right producer, I mean the right um, partner and right investor, and we got involved, and it was, I just am so proud of that production and what it was. It was, it, it was just incredible. And sadly, it was, it was always going to be a limited run, no matter what, just because of the way it was scheduled. It only had a certain slot, but I just wish it could have run longer. Hey, Kimberly, let's play a game. <gasps> oh, Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, ready? Yeah. It's just called... Did Carol King write this? <laughs> <laughs> so one at a time, we're just going to name a song. And you're going to tell me, did Carol King write that? Okay, this is going to be right, let's this do this. harder than I Ready? Yep. Bonus points if you can sing me some of the melody. Okay. Ooh. Ready? Sure. Yep. Are you playing? Jay. Absolutely he is. Okay. Yeah, Jay's playing. He's going first. <laughs> okay. Jay, take good care of my baby. Yes. Yes, Carol King wrote that. Yeah. Would you like to sing a portion? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only song I sing all the way through. Get it. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't do it justice. I don't want to, I don't want to, like I said, as the understudy in the background, I would never want to spill the spotlight. Evan. <laughs> Evan. Yes. The Locomotion. Yes. And Great. it was sung by her babysitter, which then they liked it so much, they decided to keep it, and she became super famous. That's so cool. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did actually I wonder where she oh came from. Oh my god, from. I didn't know they wrote that for Kylie Minogue. Like, she, they, they did. Like, oh. <laughs> Brian. Yes. On Broadway. No. Correct. Who wrote it? Um, Weil and um, Barry Mann. 
Baron Man. That is correct. I was yeah. like, Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, I'm just like, Ben Fankhauser wrote it. Because <laughs> I saw him. Um, um, uh, Kevin. Yes. One Fine Day. Well, yes, she did write that. Great. Jay. For George Clooney. One Fine I'm Day. I'm <laughs> She wrote for that movie, right? I'm the only one who got extra credit points. One Fine Day. Oh, I forgot to say. Oh, we're already past it. So I'm already oh, Great. Jay. Oh, we're back. It keeps going. We gotta get out of this place. We gotta get out. Uh, this one. I did right. Oh, that's I a bonus right. point. Yeah, yeah I can sing it. Um, no. That is correct. Yeah, it was Barry Man. Something over this. Wow. All right, Evan. Uh-oh. Unbreakable. It's not in the show. So <laughs> I'm gonna say no. That's correct. Oh, good, okay. That is from Star's Hollow of a Musical. <laughs> Unbreakable. <laughs> that is also I know, my theme like, song. Kimmy, by Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, I sang it. Kimmy Schmidt. Um, there are more songs, or would you just like to jump to the bonus question? Bonus question! Great, the bonus question is, please name Carol King's character from the television program Gilmore Girls and her occupation. Jay. Uh, she owns the music store. Yes. And... I gotta remember her name. But just so you know, he erupted in yeah. <laughs> Like, I know this one! Okay, so this is a true story. I uh, ran, like, an event a few weeks ago, and then afterwards they gave us all the liquor, and so we ended up drinking all the liquor, and then we were like, we need to get food, and it was a Tuesday night, and we wandered into a restaurant where there was Gilmore Girls trivia, and it's yes. the first time in my entire life that I had both been cut off and thrown out of a bar because I was yelling out answers. <laughs> Before we play another game, I want to hear about. So you're playing, um, you're playing a character who is based on a real person. Yeah. How do you balance not only what the people before you have done, and basing it on a real person uh, who is you know well known? That's real. So I'm coming in to take over for a part. So I'd never done that before. I'd okay. Never, never taken over a part that was that was already like. Mm-hmm. So I had, so I had a couple. I'm so distracted by the, the by that. I was <laughs> making a game. You guys continue. <laughs> uh, I'd never taken over for a part, so it was really about booking the audition at first, right? Yeah. It's like okay, I've got a w- I had a week and a half, which I'd never oh, had no. before for an audition. Oh wow. Yeah, it was a lot of time for what you usually to get. prepare everything. Yeah. yeah, and I was in LA. And is that like worse if you have more time than last time? No, because I was at this point in my career where I feel like everyone says this, but I was like very ready to move on if something didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was coming back to New York for pilot season to work with an agency specifically, and I was fully prepared that if nothing really happened in the period of time, I was probably going to start transitioning into something else. So this audition was the first one to come up. And, well, actually, Jane the Virgin popped up, which was kind of crazy. So I auditioned for Jane the Virgin and then found out I booked Jane the Virgin on the flight over to, uh, uh, like... Audition for audition Beautiful. For beautiful. So I, like, landed knowing I had a... So raise the pores for you. <laughs> but, so, but so I had, like, a week and a half, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay people to work with them on the music because I'm not a singer. Like, that is not my strength. Um, so I had a week and a half, and in that week and a half, I just like worked on the material, worked on the music, worked with a friend who had auditioned for the show before and had made it through for the for the tour and had a couple of notes that he got from the director and I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do that. So I went in and auditioned and felt really good about like what I had done, which was based purely on the script. Like wasn't not researching. I didn't have time. It was like I've got to memorize this, I've got to work on this and I've got to like bring myself to it. Right. Auditioned and then got the part, which is nuts, because usually you audition a bunch, and they put you on a list, and then when someone leaves, they call you back right, in. Right. I couldn't even make it to the first audition, and I, and I had to go, like, they brought me to the callback. So I had one audition, and wow, that, it was awesome like, that, I, that I booked it. So I booked it, and then suddenly I'm, now I'm taking over for someone, and I have 10 days to like, watch someone. And so it was a combination of things that I instinctively wanted to do, and then watching someone and knowing I was taking over for them and making certain choices of like, okay, I'm going to follow the track that they're doing and because it's a short period of time, I'm just going to take everything that they're doing and try and incorporate it 
and then every once in a while make some choices based on like instinctively what I want. But that didn't leave any room for this is a real person based, you know, like mm. how do I how do I include the reality that this is someone that this is based off of. Mm-hmm. So I, I spoke with Jake and I like kind of questioned him about his experience and like the information that he got. And there were like two things that really stood out in the, the Jerry character. I don't even know if this is true, but I like took this yeah. information. One was that he was a guy who at one point punched Carol King's father and then suddenly her father had like respect for him. Like he didn't have respect for him and then did because they'd gotten into an argument. So he was like a guy capable of like really standing up for himself and stand like there was like a strength to him in this sort of super macho 19 whatever year um, way. I was like, okay, that exists in this character. And then the other part was he was someone capable of writing Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow and writing from a woman's perspective in a way that was like his, his and, and natural woman. Like he wrote those lyrics. It was like so connected, so sensitive, so aware. Um, that those two things were like, oh, this is the real person. Now, how do I, how do I find that in that character? Um, so yeah, it was just, it was such a whirlwind and so quick. It's not like I had the developmental process. And a few months to yeah, like cover like a mountain so, and meditate on it. I've got a week to win this part <laughs> by bringing myself to it, and then I have like ten days to do what this guy is doing that I'm taking over for. And then, luckily, the show had been running long enough that I could then find my own balance of all of that in the next, like, month or so. But it's a weird, it's a weird situation to walk into. Weird as in, like, you don't study it in school. You don't, right. you right. don't plan yeah. for that, that kind of transition. But it happens all the time, and suddenly you're just thrust into it. And everyone who's done it is like, you'll be fine. But you're just freaking out Yeah, what's happening. I bet. Yeah. Um, game? Yeah. Sure. This is called Make a Jukebox Musical. Yay! I love it. So, what I was ripping out earlier are just the names <laughs> of some bands, and I, bands and singers, and I've put them in a pile in the middle, and then everyone gets to pick one, and then what I would like from everyone um, is to give me the plot, the title, and the 11 o'clock number of this jukebox musical. Love it. Based on the music of that band. All right, let's see what's in here. Um, so I got Dashboard Confessional. Yay! That lets you know what kind of bands are in here. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly had fun in high school. Um, Dashboard Confessionals. Okay, so the story... Oh, God. Um, so the story is going to be about moody high schooler, uh, like an emo kid, who... Yeah. Um, Me. No, no, so, so no, it's going to be kind of, all right, this is what it is. It's a world where emo is, like, the most popular and in thing, Whoa. and there's a kid who's, like, a preppy jock, and they all make fun of him, and so then he starts writing these songs and, like, gets famous on the radio, but they all don't realize it's the nerd kid that they're teasing who's actually, like, their emo, like, god. And so it's all Dashboard Confessional music. The show's going to be called um, Crashboard Confessional. Um... Because it's just that's what it's called, and <laughs> the eleven o'clock number is. Um, I didn't really listen to Dashboard, but they had a song called "This Ruin Puzzle," so that's what the eleven o'clock number is going to be. <laughs> you that the title you know? knew that song. That was the one that I knew. <laughs> My girlfriend in college made me a mix CD. Girlfriend. Yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out, but okay. <laughs> it, it definitely happened. You wrote um, a play about it. You're fine. I did. Yeah. Um, but she wrote a, made me a mixed CD when that was like a thing to do back then. And that was one of the songs and that was about like when we weren't together. And it was like she picked a dashboard song. It was awesome. Well, yeah, so that's my dashboard forever. musical. Crashboard professional. Crashboard. Jay, do you want to go? Yes, he does. Uh, you seem yeah. like you're reaching towards them. I had instinct. So it's obviously all acapella. Obviously. It's called InSync. And it's about... Um, this couple that uh, has a long different relationship and they can never actually like get it together and be in the same place in sync with their oh. relationship. Oh. And it's called the last five years. Always missing. It's, <laughs> it's called always missing you. Um, yes. And uh, I would say this. And the eleven o'clock number is obviously <coughs> bye bye bye. Oh. Okay. But it's sung by. 
believes mother to his father as she divorces him and walks out. <laughs> oh. Wow, you really so subverting all the expectations. There you go. That's my musical. I'm just going to dive in because this is probably yes. my worst nightmare. So what band do you have? Aqua. Yes. Great. What's the What's the plot of your... Aqua musical. Of uh, my aqua musical is that there's a uh, uh, a merman <laughs> who has been rejected from the mer society. Okay. For his. Um, he's an outcast. He's an outcast because he he wants to walk on on land. Okay. And, and there's a sea witch. You got me out. A sea warlock. Sea warlock. And um, that's the, and and that's the plot. You guys, this is gonna not make for good podcasting. Title. So what's the title of the show? Pick a different one. Okay. So Mariah Carey the musical. No, do it, Glitter. Yeah. Okay. So Mariah Carey musical. Uh, it's this really amazing, cool young girl from New York, and all she wants is to be um, a serious writer, and no one thinks that she can do it. And so the 11 o'clock number is all oh, I, I want, for, want for Christmas is you. <laughs> <laughs> and the title? And the title is um, uh, Walking Down Broadway. Great. Walking down Broadway, the Mariah Carey Literally, people respond to All I Want for Christmas is You in a bar as if it is an 11 o'clock number. So yeah, really it's, that's that's it's perfect. perfect. It's built, yeah. yeah. Also, your, your plot should just be Jennifer Lopez, the Jennifer Lopez story with Mariah Carey music. How do you, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo slash Made Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so I have uh, the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Um, and obviously, this is a musical about the history of New Jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> no, this is, it's, um, it is a musical in three acts. Oh, wow. Three? Yes. You have the same two people, uh, actors throughout the whole thing, but playing different, uh, different couples throughout different generations of time. So it takes place, it's, but it's three different couples. Yeah. So they're almost, oh, they're, okay. they're re, it's. The idea is that they're reincarnated into oh. the next couple. At each phase, you know, you kind of go through, it's in three acts, and they all, you know, align with each other. Of course. Um, and the shows do. Yes. And um, so essentially, um, it's to the tunes of Bruce Springsteen, and um, obviously the 11 o'clock number is Born to Run, and the Springsteen show is called Thunder Road. Oh, that's good. Sure. It's a sexy title thing. It is, right? Okay, I have S Club 7. Okay, what's S Club 7? It's clearly about a geriatric... (laughs) (laughs) S Club 7 is about seven British teenage and 20-somethings living together in a home that they seriously cannot afford, but somehow they do. (laughs) And they have a really goofy landlord. um, And they all live together. And they're in a band. And they just want to be really famous. And like there are trials and tribulations of the seven of them being together. Um, some of them date each other. Some of them don't date each other. This is like, and, like real world the musical. I always think it's real world the musical. <laughs> exactly. So it is actually a reality show musical. It is a new seven people every day. The eleven o'clock number is a pool party. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously. Yeah. They're playing so a really right. intense game of keep it up. With the beach balls. Kevin has never been more lost. I've literally no idea what you're talking about with S Club 7. Um, I don't know why everyone else didn't watch this show every day after school. Well, I thought you were going to say that it's going to be the music of S Club 7 set to um, a musical based on uh, S-Town, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I would watch that immediately. Before we play our last game, one last question for you. If you were sent to a desert island... And you could only see one musical before you went there. What would you see? It was going to be the perfect version of that show. I mean, I'll never see a show ever again. This is not going to be... I would see Les Mis because it was the first show I ever saw that I was like, oh my God, this is a, this is a Broadway musical. Was that your first Broadway show? It was. It was my first show. And um, this, this actress, I remember, coming out at intermission and being like, who was Eponine? And looking at the board, and it was like, tonight, the role of Epony will be played by Jessica Snow. 
know who this is? So I remember that, remember that. And when I found out, I booked my Broadway, like Broadway debut. I remember thinking of that and going home and I found this, I found the playbill and I sent her a Facebook message and was like, I just found out I booked my first Broadway show and you, I saw you and you were incredible. And I just wanted, this is weird and like out of nowhere, but like just wanted to let you know, you kind of changed my life. Like I saw you and thought you were just amazing. Um, and then I looked her up on, on uh, like IMDb, and she's super young. I'm like, how old? Like, she just looks amazing. <laughs> she was like two years older than me. She was like 18 and booked Eponine oh, on wow. the tour and like had been doing that show. Wow. I, was, I was like 15, maybe, or 14. It was, um, but anyway, so I, I fell in love with Les Mis, and so I guess I would see that if I was going to never see cool. a show. Good and choice. Yeah. And would you see her as Eponine? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Did but she now, message you back? Now or she's probably like you? twenty. Like she's. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still sixteen. She messaged me back. That's sweet. She did. That's very sweet. And yeah, she's very cool. You best friends now? We're super best friends. She's gonna call me after this. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Evan. If you don't know who I am, just like you know, look me back up on Facebook. <laughs> just one word. It's and then just Evan. Just Evan. <laughs> uh, should we play one last game? Yeah. Some lights of Broadway show cards in my hand. Are you familiar? Oh. These are Broadway trading cards drawn by Squigs himself. Oh. Um, and so I have just a small stack today. But we're going to see who can get everyone to guess more. So um, so we're just going to pass it around. Mm-hmm. But it's taboo style. So you will draw a card. So for instance, I have Leslie Kritzer. I can say everything but Leslie Kritzer. But today's challenge is that you have to give your clues to the tune of a Carole King song. Oh, God. Okay. Any Carole King song. Anyone? Yeah. And so I'm just going to set the timer for like two minutes. And let's set it for four. As soon as you get someone to guess, just keep the card and pass the pile. Whoever has the most cards at the end of the round wins. Great. And I have this cute little teddy bear Madeline for whoever wins. Well, I want it. Okay. I'm gonna be really aggressive. Great. <laughs> you know the more the most Carol King medleys. That is true. We know the most people in the pack. <laughs> that is also very true. I literally have nothing coming into this. All right, Kevin, are you starting? Yep. Go. Bat Midler's in the show right now. Hello. I'm asking you the Carol King musical. Bat Midler's in this show. Sure. Yeah, that feels right. That feels right. It's a show where everyone's running through doors because it's backstage. Oh. Noises off. Noises yeah. off. What song was that? One Fine Day. Okay. <laughs> That's Kimberly. I'm a musical about a painter. Sunday in the Park with George? Yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> this song is... This Hamilton! Music, you cheated. I did, you just did it. <laughs> no, I swear I did it. I swear you did it. I literally it said nothing. It started as a rap. It started as a rap. I, I cheated. You <laughs> <totally> <laughs> <cheated>. <laughs> You should at least let me go. I know, but I got really excited because I was like, I know it, I know it, I know the answer. This is a show about Peter Pan, but not the person, just the... Yeah. There you go. Coming back, you guys. Oh, I was in the back. Good to know that he was in The Producers. Matthew Broderick. Yes. Will you still take over for... Donna Murphy. Sarah. Oh. Betsy Wolf. Yeah. Betsy Wolf. <laughs> so close. She carried Carrie Underwood in a musical. Laura Benanti. <laughs> and then she was Roger also McDonald's. in Ragtime. Yeah! <laughs> Will you still watch him when they do the revival of Roseanne? Oh, John Goodman. Oh, John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. He was in High School Musical. Zach Corbin Blue. No, he has Curly. Corbin Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Corbin Blue. He was, he was man in chair. Bob Martin. Yeah. You make me feel. You make me feel like a Russian in a tent. Comment. Today, Benton. Natasha Pierre, Josh Groban. <laughs> Natasha Pierre, the, the Great Hall of 1812. Rachel Chopkin. There you go. Oh, wow. 
When this old man originated Charlie Kringus in Melody Roll Along. Yeah! In my show, I just wear a white shirt and tights. A little trench! At first I was like, Benjamin Walker! That's just underwear. I know, I saw that That was just underwear. More than two cards? I, I have do. three. I have three. Ooh. Oh, wait, oh I, wait, I have three too. We had to take guess it, right? These are the ones I got. Sudden mm-hmm. death round. I love it. Great. She cuts her hair into a fashionable style. Darling Modern Millie. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was like, why is Felicity in this? <laughs> 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 that killed her career. And that was my fashionable. Kevin won the bear. I won the bear. Oh, lucky. A bear for Kevin. What's the Madeline? It is a French cake pastry. Okay. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, good. Good, <laughs> good Well, we, we, thank you guys for both of us for joining us. Oh, thank you. Um, did you have a good time? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that was hesitant. I was trying to think of something creative. No, I had a really good, good. time. I had a um, blast. So remember, you can follow um, Evan at Evan Todd here on all social media. I'm going to do so right now. You can follow Instagram. I like Instagram. I like Instagram better, too. Me, too. Uh, You can follow us at Broadwasted. Don't forget to... Follow us on Instagram? Yeah, all that stuff. Okay. And subscribe to us. Five stars, please. Five stars. Rate and review. (laughs) (laughs) That made perfect sense. It's not for the podcast. It's just for the Madeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like his Yelp review. I've never (laughs) eaten anything but Madeline's now. It's like my entire diet. But I'd love for you to also like our Facebook page. We need some Facebook love. Blue check. So, like, nothing's going to stop you from not liking our Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. So do that, right? Do it. (laughs) Do it! Do it! Um, But don't forget, we end every episode with a quote. Yeah. And this time it's, it's the rhythm of the island, and you like the sugar cane so sweet. If you want to do the conga, you've got to listen to the beat. Do the conga! Is that from what? On your feet? It is. I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That was a deep cut. Um, (laughs) Amazing. We raise our glasses. On three, one, two, three. Zootwabob. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. Go see beautiful for real though. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, just check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.